when you're talking to somebody with dementia, you want to have a smile in your voice. They will mimic your voice. They will mimic your sense of anxiety or lack of anxiety. So if you approach them with a smile on your face, your results are going to be a whole lot better. Hi, I'm Bobby. I was a caregiver for my father-in-law, Roger, for seven years. I'm now a certified caregiving consultant and educator and a frequent presenter at caregiver conferences and webinars. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. Here we focus on the caregiver, offer our practical insights, and share some emotional support. And we might share a laugh or two because we all know laughter is the best medicine. Don't forget the wine, Mike. Oh, no, I can't forget your wine, honey. You know, caregivers, you know, there's family caregivers, there's professional caregivers, and caregivers of all types are extremely special people. And that brings us to today's guest. On our show, we've mostly talked to family caregivers. Today's guest is a very compassionate young lady who has taken on the role of caregiver for someone who is not family and who she didn't know prior to becoming the caregiver. Ariel is the caregiver for Cindy, who is Bill's wife. Bill has been a caregiver for a number of years now, and as Cindy's disease progressed, he needed more assistance. That brought him to today's guest. Please welcome to our show, Miss Ariel DeShubel. Hi, Hi, how are you guys? (laughs) (laughs) Ariel, how did you come to be a caregiver for somebody uh, dealing with dementia? Well, I honestly was part of a cleaning crew that came to Bill's house and me and Bill got to chit-chatting. About two months later, he gets in contact with me and asked me if I would mind coming in and taking care of Cindy. He tells me that the what got him is when we were talking, I told him that I wiped people's butts for a living and I was okay with that and that's what threw him to me. So I was gonna ask you, what possessed you to say, yes, I'm interested in doing this? Did you there was there a family history of people needing care that you were involved in prior to this? Well, yes, my grandfather on my dad's side had diabetes and he had Parkinson's and my grandmother was not able to take care of him on his own, on her own rather. And she asked me to move in with her just to help him because he could he wasn't mobile. He was mostly in a hover around or like couldn't get out of bed on his own. And he was a bigger man and she's as small as I am. So we, she needed help. So I came in and helped her with that until he passed. And then I was painting another man's house and we got on the subject of caregiving. And he had a 90 year old woman which was his mother and his father, and they needed help. They were just in an old age, and they couldn't get around very well, and showering was a hassle. So I came in, started working for him, and I worked for him for about three years. And they both passed at no fault of my own. (laughs) (laughs) But they both passed, and I took care of another family that the man had cancer in his spine and hips so he had a hard time getting around and i met them also through cleaning their house so my odd jobs are mostly what got me into the business of caretaking 
Well, it seems to me that whether it's whether it's God or whether it's the universe, but you end up where you need to be. Yes, somehow I end up back where I am. So. <laughs> now, I, I know that, um, you know, having talked with you and Bill, your input and your insight, which is, you know, different from from a spouse, has been very helpful to him and that you have a very supportive relationship with Cindy. Yes, I do. And most of it comes from I'm still young. I have a very small child. And I just have to remember that, yes, she's older, but in her mind, she's not. So she relates a lot to my six-year-old son in that way. So I use a lot of the same tricks with her that I would use with my son, or even in a sense, my dogs with training my dogs. It's not to be like rude or anything, but that's just, it works. I'm just throwing things out into the air and seeing how they come back. So give us a, a couple of examples. So instead, like if I'm trying to get her attention, instead of calling her name 50 times and tapping her on the shoulder, I'll make kissy noises at her, which will get her attention better than clapping my hands or other ways you get a human's attention. So I make kissy noises and that tends to get her to pay attention to me. Well, and I got to say, when Bobby makes kissing noises at me, it gets my attention, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we use candy as, like, I'll use a lollipop. Like, when we go to the doctors, lollipops are very good to have handy because if you want her to do something, you're like, here, I have a lollipop. Lay down. You can't have it. Bribery in a sense, which is the same thing I use with my kid. If I want to hug her or kiss, I got to trade candy for it. <laughs> and just the way I talk to her, it'd be like, not to undermine her, but I talk to her in a more childishistic tone than I would in another adult. And it's more of a high-pitched tone to where it catches her attention and she's excited because I'm excited. You know, that's that's a very good example of, you know, some advice that I give when you're talking to somebody with dementia, you want to have a smile in your voice. They they will mimic your voice. They will mimic your sense of anxiety or lack of anxiety. So if you approach them with a smile on your face, chances are your results are going to be a whole lot better. Yes, I've noticed that. It works with Mike, too. <laughs> yes, it does. Because <laughs> if she talks to me in a mean voice, I, I hide. <laughs> Bill does the same thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> we, I understand with Cindy, recently she has decided that she's going to leave the house on her own. Oh, yes. It has been an ordeal. We've got ring doorbells on two of the doors she has figured out that we can catch her that way now and she has been going out at the front door here in the last week so i went online because we were thinking of other ways rings are quite expensive so we were trying to do cost effectiveness and it brought to mind well i used to use the child safety locks for my doors when I, my kid was small so I ordered a child safety lock for the front door, and we're going to see how that goes when it comes in. And hopefully she won't be able to figure it out. 
I doubt that me and Bill will be able to figure it out. So if you can't figure it out, neither can she. Well, maybe she can teach you when she does. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's amazing how ingenious they become. It uh, is. It, it has definitely woke, awoken me to it. Like, you think that there's, like, not much there. And then she goes through this elaborate scheme to, to escape or steal food. Like when we're, when we're in the kitchen and we're cooking, she'll come in and give you kisses and start laughing. And you think she's just giving you love. No, she's done stuck something behind her back or in her pocket. Now she's going to run out of the kitchen and hide on the other <laughs> side of the wall and eat it. Mm -hmm. so it's, it's crazy to see how much she does have versus how much she doesn't. You know, that that's a good point. And that's something that we really do forget. Um, when you're in a situation where the uh, person that needs care is your spouse or your parent, you know them so much as to how they were, and you keep thinking of them as how they were as opposed to where they are now and looking at what are they capable of doing as opposed to what they used to be able to do and can't do. And that's a very interesting um, perspective. It is. And, like, I didn't know Cindy before. Right her condition but it has been fun growing with her and seeing how it's progressing and how she progresses and even like I did research on the condition when I first started coming around and it's like oh they just decline they decline they decline we've made some advances to where I know she has the OCD but we moved her keyboard and she loves it now where it is. And we've made little transitions to where things are now easier for her. And it's not so straining. Shower time is a breeze now. And Oh, we need to hear more about that because yeah. so many people have problems with shower time. Well, normally I start the shower and we get her undressed and we keep everything in the shower where it's all accessible from one reach away. And Bill had it to where when you would wash her hair, she would turn around and face the wall and put her hands on the wall to brace herself so she wouldn't fall over. But I turned her around because I know when I wash my hair, if I put my head at a certain point, I don't even have to close my eyes. And that's what I do with her. I don't want her to feel like the water is coming into her face and she needs to freak out. So we... And I, I hold the back of her neck and then I put, push her forehead back. So she used to hang on to me. Now she feels so comfortable that she doesn't even need to hang on to me. She knows I've got her by the back of the neck. So that has become an easier task. If she was a little bit shorter than I was, it'd be even easier, but I'm a bit shorter than she is. So that's been easier since I started and Bill actually had to give her a shower one day I think last week and he tried to go back to his old ways and it didn't work out for him <laughs> so she's getting very comfortable with the way I do things and I just try to relate it to me my son because I know my kid doesn't like getting water in his face so I try to think about all perspectives and she has a routine where you have to wash your armpits first and then you can wash the rest of her. And then you got to switch to the back. So I try to keep with the same routine. Whatever makes her the most comfortable. Right. And it's interesting in that 
somebody coming in like yourself who is intuitive as to what works and what doesn't work can make a big difference. The fact that you're making progress when everybody's thinking it's just going to continue to regress, regress, regress is such an indication of how good you are at what you do, how lucky that family is, you know, uh, and clearly Cindy trusts you. And, and yeah, that's she wonderful. trusts me a little bit more than she trusts Bill these days. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to ask you, um, do you run into situations where what worked yesterday and the day before isn't working today and you have we, to kind of adjust? We have ran into those situations like with the whole door thing. We definitely were like, okay, we have this. This is good. But she does take steps back to where the one day my son was actually over at work with me. And the reason she went out the front door was because she couldn't unlock the back door, which we know she can unlock the doors. She has to unlock them to get out of them. Right. But then she'll try to escape out of the back door again and she'll be able to unlock it. So she does make headway and then she falls back, but then she'll come back and it it all it seems like it's a little bit of a roller coaster ride, and you just kind of have to just anticipate what might happen and what might not happen. Yeah. And eating eating is a big deal in this household. Okay. It takes, it takes three people to eat in this household because when we used to have it set up to where Cindy would sit on the end, then I would sit, and then Bill would sit. Well, then she'd hide food in the cheek that no one could see. So we moved her into the middle to where now she's between the both of us so that we can see both cheeks. And like in the morning, she does really great. She can eat on her own. We don't have problems with choking or shoving her mouth full. And in lunch, it gets a little bit less to where we do need to watch her. She, she might just try to shovel it in. And dinner time comes and it's like, Bill explains it's the sundowner syndrome to where the train has left the station. And so we're dealing more with the shoveling the food in. And so I've learned you take her fork after the, the, the bite she takes and you set it down. And we have to do that after everything. And usually about halfway through dinner, then you can give her her fork and she'll usually slow down. She doesn't want you to take her fork again. So she'll, she'll connect that, like, okay, if I eat this too fast, they're going to take my fork away. And we also change, so for soup, we use forks. For stuff we're supposed to use forks for, we use spoons. Because you're eating something with the wrong object, it's a little bit harder to eat it. And if she's struggling to get it on the object she's trying to eat with, it slows her down to where she has time to then chew before she can get that next bite in. What a great tip. Yeah, what a, super what a tip. Great tip. Other than, you know, bathing and eating, what about social time with you? Um, do What kind of activities do you do with her? Well, we do the keyboard, which since I've been coming around has gotten harder for her. She used to just do warm up keys and it was really good. Now that's become a jumbled sound to where it's not music, but she doesn't seem to get frustrated with it. And she likes to do that. We watch um, 
The Price is Right. That's her favorite show. The Price is Right. And she'll sit up in her chair like to where she's almost falling out of her chair so intensely watching this show. And I've tried to understand what it is about this show. Is it the screaming people? Is it the bright flashing colors? Right. But then when my son comes over, she'll sit down and watch cartoons with him. She'll watch Tom and Jerry and she'll watch the brighter colored shows that my son likes to watch. So I'm assuming that it's more of the bright colors and the excitement of the TV shows that she likes rather than understanding what's going on with the TV show. Right, right. Yeah, I would I would tend to think that the excitement that is built there on The Price is Right would right. be something that would be, okay, they're excited, I'm so going to get excited. excited. Yeah, kind of like what you said, uh, what you guys talked about before with the smiling and talking in a higher-pitched voice. It brings more positivity into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she is, she's a very positive woman. She doesn't really get down, and I, I think that's great. And I'm not looking forward to the day where she gets less happy about everything because she gets so excited about just about anything except for us not going to the lake. That is a struggle. <laughs> but she is, she's so upbeat and it makes me think about my life. Like, I wish I could be as happy as her sometimes because they say ignorance is bliss. And I don't think she's ignorant, but... Her life is very blissful for someone who you would think is struggling with this, but she doesn't seem to struggle. She just accepts and moves on. Yeah, and it's great. I think more people should have her outlook. You know, what I'm hearing from you is, is a very basic, you go where she is and you're caring for her very much involves understanding where she's coming from and uh, and looking for ways for her to feel comfortable and unfortunately with many many caregivers it's the opposite where they're trying to get the person that they're caring for to understand what they're thinking and what their needs are i have to give you a lot of credit for understanding that if we see where they are or get some kind of understanding of what it is that they're trying to tell us and trying to accomplish, then the stress levels go down for everybody. I have to believe that having you there and your influence have been a gift for Bill. Oh, he loves me. <laughs> he can't get rid of me now. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. He... When I started here, he was like, all right, I want to help you to be able to move forward in life and do bigger things. But at this point, it'd be hard for me to do that. I am part of this family. Like, mm -hmm. I worry about them when I'm not here on the weekends. And I think about them a lot more often. And my grandfather has always told me, if you do something you love every day, you'll never, never work, work a day, a day in, in your in life. life. And I truly, truly believe that because I enjoy, I get here early every day because I'd rather be here than home. <laughs> and it's not that I have a toxic home life or my life is stressful outside here. It's not. I sit on the couch and watch TV. But I love being here. Being around them makes me happy. And I just like brightening their day just as much as they like brightening my day. That's awesome. That's... And when I walk in the door in the morning, Cindy gets so excited and she starts panting and 
She has to show me her puzzles and it makes me happy that she's that happy to see me. That's that's a beautiful thing right there. That's a that's a wonderful connection. Now, I, I just have to ask, being that I'm a musician and she has the keyboard. Do you sing with her? She does not sing and I cannot sing because I'm my grandma says I sound like a dying walrus. <laughs> I, so, I'm right there with you. <laughs> and I don't, I've never been a big, I'll sing along in the car when I'm by myself. <laughs> but I'm not a big singer. So I don't sing. And plus the music she's playing, I wouldn't know what to, words to put to it anyway. And I know that sounds selfish because it kind of is. You could put the ABCs just, to it. It just never came across to me. Now I do clap with her. Like I clap to her music and I get all excited with her because she's excited. Right. Uh-huh. And the more excited she sees me get, she is. We do do that in communication, but like she doesn't really, she doesn't seem to understand very many words. Now Bill does sing to her and dances with her every night, which I think is awesome. Yes, Absolutely. They do that before bed. And Bill's a bigger man than I am because I can't sing. And I just, I don't really try. I can sing like Old MacDonald. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but we did try. She used to listen to an older artist. I'm not remembering his name right now. Uh, and I tried to get her to listen to it again. And she just didn't seem to connect with it. And from the stories I've been told by Bill... This was her music, and it just doesn't click. And when I try to dance with her, and it doesn't click, Bill's the only one allowed to dance with her. I am not allowed to dance with her. She doesn't want to dance with me. Okay. Well, she she has her dance partner. Yeah, yeah she has her <laughs> dance partner. She doesn't need another one. There you go. <laughs> it's uh, be- better what you know than what you don't know. Yes. And I even thought about trying to do yoga, but me and her trying to do yoga hasn't worked out. I'm not good at yoga and I don't want her to do something or try to get her to do something to where she gets hurt. Right. Right. So we kind of threw that one out the window. My grandmother lived to be 102 and she lived on her own until she was 99 and then went into assisted living. And one of the things they did, they called it, um, uh, uh, sitter size where they would sit in the chair and just move arms moved their legs up and down while they were sitting. So there was no stress on the joints and things like that. And that always stuck in my head. She'd say, yeah, I did my exercises this morning. I said, your exercises? She said, yeah, we go like this. <laughs> right. Sitting in the chair. And that might be something to try. That would be a good idea. Now, granted, she is stronger than me, so I don't want to get her too strong. <laughs> already can overpower me, especially when I'm trying to take some food that she's not supposed to have, like a cookie and wrapping that she's mm. not supposed to eat. And she's like, and I'm fighting her for it. So she was eating the cookie with the wrapper on it. Yes, it had like one of the, what is it called? Cling wrap around it. And she uh. just ate the cookie with the cling wrap. After she stole it. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we talk about somebody stealing food, is Cindy one of those people who cannot understand when they need to stop eating? They just keep eating continually. She will continuously eat. And she doesn't seem to act like she gets full. And she will just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, and eat if you let her. 
And I mean, it's not like she's being starved. We definitely feed her. Right. But she just doesn't seem to make that connection. Hey, I'm full or I've had enough. Right. And, and, you know, that's part of part of the disease and, you know, how the brain works. And if they don't get the sensation that they're full, they may also have the sensation that they're hungry even when they, they shouldn't. So I wanted to bring that up because hearing somebody talk about taking a cookie away from somebody to let them know there is a valid reason for doing that, um, whether they're eating the the wrapper or they will just continue to eat until they make themselves sick. Yes, we haven't. Made, she hasn't made herself sick yet, but I've definitely had to stick my finger in her mouth and pull out stuff that wasn't supposed to be there, like cling wrap. And that's very, very scary to stick your ma- your finger into a human's mouth that you don't know what she's thinking. That's right. I, I acted first and thought later, like, thank God she didn't bite my finger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole little. It's a whole lot different. The jaw strength of an adult than a young a very young child yes absolutely right well we're definitely talking to somebody today where intuition and flexibility go a long ways toward reaching out and touching somebody that it doesn't have to you it's not necessarily your age that makes you a good person a good caregiver it's your ability to connect with that person right so are you there every day? Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Your regular work week. Yep. Well, I got to tell you, you've been an absolute, absolute joy to talk to. I just see you and I think, my God, what an awesome person. I thank you for that. My grandmother raised me, so I have the utmost respect for, I wouldn't say elderly people because that sounds harsh. But old, it's okay to be elderly. It's the alternative. <laughs> and my grandma did that for me. And I probably wouldn't be where I am today if she wouldn't have stepped in. So I feel like, in a sense, I'm giving back. Because she won't let me take care of her. She's stubborn. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that you've, you're now part of that family. That, that you and your son and Cindy and Bill, you know, have established this wonderful relationship. You are an example for young people, the thousands of young people who are in some way helping care for somebody with dementia. And I am so glad to have met you. Well, I'm thank glad you so to much. met you guys too. Like I said, I love what I do here. It's not a job. I just get paid. Tomorrow, Bill was like, I can't pay you anymore. I'm I'm broke. I'd still come by because I just, I love them very much. (laughs) Don't say that in front of them. (laughs) I don't think you have to worry about that with Bill. I mean, he's already said that he wants to see her reach her full potential. And it could very much still be in the caregiving world because I think this is the right place for you. Yeah, that's probably where I'll stay just because I end up here every time I leave. (laughs) (laughs) Something wants me here. And I mean, I am, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good at it, not to toot my own horn. I, I genuinely care. And that's where it mostly comes from. Caring, trial and error, and is doing the best you can to get by through and every day. Right. Absolutely. 
Well, it's been an absolute joy having you on the show, and I thank you very much for taking the time to be with us. No problem. Anytime, guys. So one of my takeaways today is being aware of how good it is to have a different perspective. And sometimes having a younger person who isn't set in their ways come in is a very good uh, way to help move things along and get more creative ideas on how to deal with the situations. Absolutely. And the one thing, I guess I knew it, but I didn't know it in the in the sense that she put it. And that's talking in a high-pitched tone and with excitement. Mm-hmm that that'll create the excitement in the person also, as opposed to being very down or a deep voice, like she used the the example with the dog. Oh, you're a good boy, and the dog will start cowering, as opposed to, you really suck, You, I hate you, and the dog gets excited, wagging his tail. And how you talk to the person is really, really important, and her being that intuitive is amazing. You can find out more about Ariel on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. I'm Mike. And we're dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. So please subscribe to the show. Go to iTunes and post a review. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that. Dot show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe download and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.